Hi, Josh Sorrell here from Sandhill FWB Church in Sandusky, Ohio. The podcast that you're about to enjoy was given live before our congregation here at Sandhill, and we pray that this podcast will encourage and challenge your walk with Christ. For more sermons like this, as well as additional Christian content, visit our website at www.sandhillfwb.com or check out our social media pages on YouTube and Facebook, keyword Sandhill FWB Church. May God continue to richly bless your journey every step of the way. Let's learn. Amen? Let's learn from the Word of God. And so we've been studying in the book of Romans now for for quite a long time. Uh, That was by intention. If you know anything about your Bible, the book of Romans is the primary book that will teach us about salvation. Now, there are a lot of different beliefs about salvation, right? Now, here's what I want to tell all of you. I don't want anyone in this church to agree with me. I want you to agree with the Bible. And if I teach or preach something that is not what you believe, I don't want you to change your beliefs. But I do want you to look at the Bible. I want us to go by the Bible. I don't want you to, I told, I'm telling our young preachers right now, I'm trying to drill this into their head. Um, there, there is some difference in beliefs in our young preachers. Uh, I don't want any of them doing what I tell them to do. But if I die tomorrow, I want them to have something to stand on. That's the word of God. Not what Gary said, not what somebody else told them, but what the Bible says. So if you have a different belief on salvation, uh, I'm not asking you to agree with me, uh, but what does the word of God say? And we've been studying now for a long time. You know, uh, we learned that all of us are sinners and we learned that Jesus died for our justification. And and, and now last week we started into uh, chapter six where we are learning that we're not supposed to be sinning. Right. And so all of these things go together to formulate what you believe about Christian about salvation. If you get that wrong, everything else doesn't work. Do you guys get that? If you believe about salvation is not correct, everything else doesn't matter. It blows my mind. I have struggled with this ever since I've been preaching. It blows my mind that people say, well, we all just believe different about salvation. That really doesn't matter. But let's agree on what we should wear to church. Can I tell you it doesn't matter what you wear to church? If you don't know about salvation, if you got your salvation wrong, those things don't matter. And so let's get salvation right. There's no sense of getting a bunch of lost people to come in here and get them saved. We don't have no clue what salvation is, right? And I think we're coming together on salvation. I think we're coming together in agreement on salvation. Uh, I think we have a great big piece of... of doctrine to give you this morning. I'll just be honest with you. If I could be real honest, I hope you are enjoying this. I have learned so much studying this and I have studied the book of Romans for years and years and years. And this time through, it is just in this morning. It has been very revealing to me things I did not know. So let's learn. If you don't learn, uh, if you don't understand, come and talk to me. Let's grow in our understanding of salvation. That being said, Romans chapter six, verse number six, uh, if you'd stand and honor God's word, It says, knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body might be destroyed, the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. For he that is dead is freed from sin. Now, if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him, knowing that Christ being raised from the dead dieth no more. Death hath no more dominion over him for in that he died. He died unto sin once 
But in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Amen. Likewise, reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let us pray. Father, how I thank you for the service. Lord, how I thank you for each and every one that is here. And Lord, how our heart is stirred. And Lord, I'm not able to preach this message. I'm not able, Lord, to, to give the doctrine, Lord, that is needed this morning. But Lord, I know your Holy Spirit can. So every heart that is here, Lord, whether they be saved or whether they be lost, I pray that your Holy Spirit would speak to them. I pray that you would talk to them, that they would understand uh, the scriptures that are before us. Lord, hide me behind the cross that they would not see me, I pray in Jesus' name and amen. You can be seated. A huge, huge word I want you to see. We studied last week, uh, and, and we've been studying through this. Everybody get this. I know we say this all the time. I just want to repeat myself. Uh, everybody understand the fact that, that the book of Romans was a letter. It was not 16 chapters with so many verses. It was a letter written. So Paul has a continual thought from chapter 1 until chapter 16. He wrote a letter. Uh, now it would be a little hard to say, uh, turn your Bible to verse 1,343. <laughs> that make it a little difficult, right? So we have chapters. So that being said, all of the things we've been learning, they all go together. And last week we learned that we died if, as a Christian. If you're saved... You died. If you didn't die, you're not saved. It's just that simple. So literally, you, your old man died if you were saved. And then he starts out in verse 6 with these two words, knowing this. Knowing everything that you've learned, what are you going to do with it? And that's what we want to talk about this morning. What are you going to do with it? It's great, like Josh said, it's great that you, we're learning some things in our head, but guys, what are we going to do with it? What are we going to do with what we've learned? You say, oh, I know I'm, I died out to sin, but what are you going to do about that? It's a, it, we said, we, I'm not going to re reach last week's message, but in, in 1 through 5, he said, you know, how, how could you go on living in sin? You died to sin. How could you do that? But we also discussed last week that there's an awful lot of people who call themselves Christians who are still living in a whole lot of sin. We got to get that sorted out, guys. Now I'm gonna make I'm gonna make a statement here. Uh, I, I know I, I I say things, you guys are like what in the world do you mean? I'll make a real bold statement here. I, this is so very important. I, I believe I'm gonna prove my point this morning. Do you know why we see so much Christian sinning? It's because of what I just said. We don't understand salvation. If Christians, and I'm, I'm talking about all denominations and all those who are under the banner of Christian, if they would understand salvation, we quit our sinning. But there's so much false doctrine and so many beliefs, and grandma said this, and, and the, the old preacher said this, and a pastor told me one time, and all of these things, we have all these wrong beliefs about salvation. That's why we can't live the Christian life. If we'd understand salvation, we'd live the Christian life. Now here's the exciting thing, guys. And, and uh, here's the exciting thing for your pastor. I believe that is coming to pass at Sand Hill. I believe that's coming to pass at Sand Hill. I believe there used to be a lot of um, different beliefs that were not lining up with the Bible. And I believe we're getting down to the Bible and we're digging in and we're understanding what the Bible says. And it is bringing forth the fruit of people that are living a Christian life. 
Amen? Now that's exciting. So knowing this, knowing that you died, knowing that you're no longer uh, that, that son of Adam, knowing that you died out, uh, that you're uh, dead to the old man. How many of you know, we said this so many times, how many of you know what you believe determines how you live? Can I say that again? What you believe determines how you live. I've known a multitude of Christians, you probably have too, but I've known a multitude of Christians who I believe were saved and their sins were under the blood and they were on their way to heaven, worried themselves to death every minute of the day, am I good enough? Did I do enough? Did I let God down? Did I do something I shouldn't? Am I going to go to heaven? Do you know why that is? We don't understand salvation. Once you understand salvation, you don't do that anymore. And, they're, and they're, we're just what we believe determines how we live. And the Bible is plain. We're all bad people. The Bible is plain. Jesus died to take care of that problem. The Bible is plain. Once we die out, we shouldn't sin anymore. It's just plain. If you know this, it'll change everything. It'll change everything. Amen? So knowing this, knowing that you no longer are a son of Adam, knowing that you are now literally a son of God, knowing that the past, that this is in your past, that you died, is not something you have to try to do, not something that's going to happen, not something you're waiting for, but you've already died. Is, is, is anybody with me? Is that clear? Have we already died? You already died. If that's already happened, then act like it happened. That's what Paul's saying. Act like it happened. Act like you died out to the old man. It's permanent. We talked about that last week. Now, here's, what, here's really what the message is going to be about. And, and I want to make this really clear. So, we died in Christ. That is permanent. That is a one-time deal. And that is... Uh, that is already done. You can't try to make it happen. That is our position in Christ. That is our justification in Christ. That is, that is something that, that you and I cannot make happen. That is, that is God. But now we, we have to worry about sanctification, which is now living a life that is... Josh, about I've been changed. Anybody here want to be changed? Anybody want to be different? So how do you get changed? So the, the justification, the dying to sin, that's something you can't make happen. That's not something you can't try to do. That's something that God did for you. But the sanctification, here's what I want you to get. Here's the message this morning. When we understand that we can be sanctified, and it is our choice. Do I need to say that again? Is anybody getting this? You, you can live a holy life through Jesus Christ. And when you understand that you died to the old man, it's now your choice. We're going to prove that to you here in a little bit. But what is the, what is the idea behind it? There are some under the illusion, I can't help but sin. That's how I am. It is a lie from the devil. You can't help how you are. You can't change who you are. You can be different because you died to the old man. You now are free to live a different life. And those who get that start having their life changed drastically. And I get to witness this with a lot of you just recently, how you have changed. And I've seen people that have been saved for 30 and 40 years all of a sudden start to live the Christian life. You know why? Because they figured out, I don't have to be a sinner anymore. I can change. 
And so once you know that, so if you have died to your sins and you're no longer bound by them, and if you know that you can be sanctified uh, and that that is your choice, get this, people, write this down. This is important. There is now no excuse for sinning. I'm going to try and prove that to you this morning. There's no excuse for sin. Listen, you don't get to say that's how my parents were. You don't get to say that's how I was raised. You don't get to say that's my personality. You don't get to say that. If you're, here's what I want you to understand. Here's what we need to understand as a church. If you call yourself a Christian and you're still sinning, you are doing that because you want to. You are choosing to do that sin. You don't have to. The Bible's plain you don't have to. And through the Holy Spirit, you can be delivered and not do that anymore. But don't we see in a multitude of Christians still wallowing around in sin after they're saved? And this is your pastor's opinion. It's because they don't understand salvation. Because if they understood salvation, they, they wouldn't do that. So knowing this, know, point number one, knowing this, when we know these things that we have studied, we know that we've died, we know all these things, life changes. <clears throat> Those who don't understand what we just learned don't have the power to stop sinning. Did you guys get that? If you don't understand that you died to sin, if you don't understand that 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 is something you can't try to do or strive to do, but that is something that has happened, if you don't understand that, if you're operating under a false conception of salvation, you can't quit sinning because you don't have salvation right. Now, I didn't say you couldn't go to heaven because I believe there's going to be a whole bunch of people when they get get to heaven, they're going to say, oh, wow, (laughs) right? I had that all wrong. But listen, I want to enjoy this life. Brother Darren always says, enjoying the journey. I want to enjoy being a Christian. I want to enjoy this life. How do I do that? By understanding it's all about Jesus. He, I died in him, and I'm going to live victorious because uh, the Holy Spirit will allow me to do that. And I don't ever have to be a slave to sin anymore. Amen. So we see, we see in... in uh, in verse number six, uh, he said, knowing this, that the old man is crucified uh, with him, uh, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. So, so the old man has died. Uh, literally, he is, he's, he's dead. Uh, that is something that has already happened. Now, we are not supposed to serve sin. That is sanctification. For he that is dead is freed from sin. Do you get that? Listen to me. This is, this is black and white Bible. He that is dead is freed from sin. But i tell you this is what that tells me. If you call yourself a Christian and you're still sinning, it's because you want to. Because you want to. You know, I've preached, I, I've, you know, I've preached to you guys for a long time. And I've preached a lot of messages and I've preached on, you know, all, about every sin that there is possibly to be preached on. And some of you just continue to do those things. Some of you say, well, I can't help it. It's just how I am. All these but here's what the Bible says. Does, is there anybody here that believes the Bible? Do we, do we have anybody here who believes the Bible? The Bible says you are free to not do that anymore. So all you do is you say, okay, I died. Now the Bible says that's wrong. God said I don't have to do that. So since it's wrong, I'm not going to do that anymore. You say, it's not that simple. Well, it may take prayer and the Holy Spirit to make that happen, but you don't have to sin because you're free from it. 
Listen, guys, I think our church has come a long ways. I think we are doing, uh, there's a lot of growth going on, a lot of changes going on. It is all exciting. But let me just tell you this here. Uh, we are free to not sin. Are you guys with me? We are free to not sin. That, we have to shout hallelujah. We don't have to be a church full of people that are doing wrong things. We can live a holy life according to the word of God because the Bible says we can. So it says we are freed from sin. Now, if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. So hallelujah. Not only did I die, but I'm alive. I told you last week, I'm not going to die. I'll never die again. Listen, I'm going to give up this old body of clay, but I'm going to live forever. I will never die. If you're a Christian, you will never die. You will live forever. And is it not true that if today is my last day on earth and if I go to heaven uh, today, I'll be more alive than I am right now. I'm not going to die. I will live forever. Right? Knowing that Christ being raised from the dead dieth no more, death hath no more dominion over him. So point number two, dying once. How many times do you get to die? How many times are we going to die? Listen, everybody, you only get to die once, right? I've already did my dying. How about you guys? I already did my dying. I'm not going to die anymore. Now, if you're not lost, you still got to die. You're going to die forever. But if you're saved, you've already died. You can only do it once. And this says that Jesus died once and that Jesus can't die again because he already died. And now he's resurrected. He can't die again. And it's showing us that we're just like him. We die once. We can't die anymore. Listen, I, I, I can't be saved and then, and then die out to sin and then be back in sin and need to die out to sin again. No, no, no. Let's get this right. We, are, we died to sin one time. One time you died to sin. You can only do it one time. You can't do it multiple times. You can only do it one time. Now it's time to start living like it. Now it's time to start living like it. So we die once. <clears throat> How many of you are glad that Christ has the victory over death? Amen. Amen? We could go to the first chapter, uh, uh, 15 chapter of 1 Corinthians, and we could go through that. We're not going to. But we come down to the end of that blessed book where Paul argues about the resurrection and, and life after death and all those great things. And he said, he said Christ has the victory. We have victory. He said he took the sting out of death and, and the curse out of sin. And we are victorious. Listen, we don't have to be afraid of death anymore. I was over to see Brother Allen. This is a great testimony. I was over to see Brother Allen last week, and Brother Allen's in a very, very serious condition. Doctors have told him he's you know, just got a few, time, a few days to live, and, and um, so I go visit him. And I've talked to Allen, we've talked for hours and hours and hours, I've just spent a lot of time with Brother Allen, and he's, he's really bad, guys. He's, he's really, really bad. And so here's the testimony that Brother Allen gives me. He said, I've got all my, he's got family coming in from all over. You know, he's got brothers, sisters, and then cousins, and aunts, and uncles. And one day I was over, and there's just a whole house full of them, right? And this is what Alan tells me. You think about this church, they can't understand why I'm okay with this. Those lost people are saying, you ought to be upset. Let's fight. Let's do something about it. Let's stay alive. We got to do, do, do what we get. And he says, no, I'm going to be a Jesus. I'm happy. I'm happy. What is wrong with you? 
be upset. No, I, I, I'm happy. I'm going to be with Jesus. He's at peace. He's calm. He's just waiting for it to happen. Is anybody wants to die that way? Amen. I've been to the bedside of some of the people in this church, and they are laying on their deathbed, and they say, Pastor, I ain't got a thing in the world to worry about. In just a few minutes, I'm going to see Jesus. Is anybody wants to die that way? Amen. And then there's other Christians who lay there, and they're worried to death. I ain't going to make it. And most of the time, that's because they don't understand salvation. So we, we don't have to worry about death. Death is a one-time thing. It's already been done. It's already behind us. It's in my rearview mirror. I'm not going to die anymore. I'm going to live forever. And, and glory be to God, I've got the victory over death. Amen. Aren't you happy about that? Uh, death is permanent. I died out to sin. I'm not, I can't die anymore. But glory, hallelujah, just like Jesus rose from the dead, I am resurrected to a newness of life. So now I'm living resurrected life, just like Jesus did. And we learned that last week in the first five verses. So here's really the important part of the message. Reckoning. Don't you love how hillbilly's got a hold of that word? Don't you love how hillbilly's got a hold of that? I reckon. I reckon. Right? But, but look, Paul, Paul here, he says, do some reckoning. And what that word really means is, can I, can I just boil it down? You know, because I really think the hillbillies kind of had it pretty much right. What they meant by that word is what it meant. But you know what that means? I take all this information into, and I process it, and this is my conclusion. Right? I reckon. The title of the message is The Power of Reckoning. So here, here's, here's the whole ball of wax, guys. If you understand everything we've been learning and you understand you died to sin, and you understand you can't die anymore, and you understand your sins are behind you, and you understand you are free to live a life of, that is not sinning, reckon that. Take into account that. Practice that. You now know the truth. Live it. And that is, the, that is the message, the power of reckoning. What he's saying is, once you understand this, you have no reason to not sin, or no reason to sin. And does anybody see why your pastor has made such a big deal about it? And I've had so many people say, well, it doesn't matter what we believe about salvation. It doesn't matter about this. It doesn't matter about that. And let's all just believe our own way and have all these different opinions. But do you guys understand why it matters what we believe? If we don't get salvation right, we get everything else messed up. When we understand this, we don't have to live under sin. Now, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. You don't even need to, to, to grunt or make eye contact with me. But I just wonder here this morning in this whole entire congregation from one side to the other if there are any Christians here that since you've been saved you struggle with some sin. Done some things you shouldn't have done. Maybe to this day still struggling with some sin. If you would reckon what we are preaching that could stop today. Does anybody believe me? Am I all alone? If you would reckon, if you would process that you have died, that sin no longer has power over you, whatever you have struggled, listen, there's no Christian here that doesn't struggle with sin. There's no Christian here that doesn't have some things in their life they're trying to overcome. But if you would reckon that, you could put that behind you and say, I'm not going to do that anymore because it is sin. Is anybody with me? Amen. Now, here's the question, guys. Here, here's, here, here's, the, here's the hard question. I don't know if you guys believe that or not, but here's the hard question. Do you want to? Do you want to? Because, see, I done told you the Bible says you can. 
And here's what you got to get, guys. This is, just, this is just plain, brutal truth. You can quit sinning if you want to. And I really kind of think if you've been attending this church for long, you already know that. So if you're not stopping sinning, that tells me you want to keep on doing it. Now, I don't have time to preach this message. I, I, I don't have time to. It's, it's, I just don't have time to go down this road. But let me just real quickly tell you, if you are truly born again and you choose to continue sinning and you know you don't have to, that's not a place you want to be. That's not a place you want to be. Is anybody with me? I don't have time to preach that out, but that's not a place you want to be. That is a very, very dangerous, very, very bad place. But listen, guys, everybody here, if you call yourself a Christian, you don't have to sin. You don't have to sin. You are choosing to sin. So let's try to, let's try to, let's see how we reckon this. So we're, we're reckoning this. We, we have this truth. We understand uh, that, that we uh, don't have to sin. Let, let's see how this works out. So, so my spirit is completely sinless. Because my spirit is connected to God and my spirit has, has died out to sin and my spirit is completely sinless. But I still have to carry around this flesh and this flesh is still sinful. You guys with me? That's, that's where the sanctification comes in. So if the devil is uh, uh, going to, if the devil is going to get me to take these and do something wrong, where does that start? This is so important, guys. This is really phenomenal. You guys got to get this. Guys, I need to do some jumping jacks or something. Come on, guys. Get with me. If, if the devil's going to get me to use this, if he's going to get me to use these, if he's going to use this or, or this, if he's going to get me to sin, how is he going to do that? Where is it going to start? In my mind. So he's going to plant a thought in my mind, and then that's where my soul is at because that's where my thinking goes on. And then after I contemplate that, my flesh says, that sounds like fun. That sounds like fun. Let's do it. Right? And then my will, which is in my soul, which is not part of my spirit, my, my will says, sounds good to me. Let's do it. And then my mind and my will tell my hands and my feet what to do. Right? So here it is, guys. This is, this is real simple stuff. If I'm reckoning up here that I don't have to do that, and the devil plants a thought up here, Right there, I can nip it in the butt. Right? Right there. I don't have to do that. So let, let's, put some, let's put some reality into this. We could use this, we could use this on a thousand different things. Let, let's, start out with this, let's start out with this one. Lust. Where's lust start at? Right here. Right? You see something, thought goes in your mind, devil tells you, man, that'd be great. You start having all these things you shouldn't have. Then it goes into your will. Your will says, yeah, let's do that. And then your will and your mind tell your body, carry it out. Right? And that might be looking at things you shouldn't or thinking about, you know, it could be a lot of different ways, but, but it's there. So do you see this? So, so, so however you get to this, lust is a very, very powerful thing. Some people can fall into the illusion, it's so strong I can't control it. But that is against the Bible, because the Bible says you can. Now, if you're a red-blooded man here this morning and there's nothing wrong with you, lust is a struggle. Amen? Come on, guys. Amen? It's a struggle. So where do I fix that problem? I reckon I don't have to do this. 
When that thought comes in my mind to look at that thing I should not be looking at, and I, my flesh says, that looks like fun, my, my reckoning says, I don't have to do that, and I'm not going to do that, and it stops right here in my mind. It's not going on to my will. It's not going on to my hands. It's not going into my eyes. I stop, and I don't do it. I don't do it, Right? <laughs> So I get caught in a situation, maybe I'm at work or whatever the situation is, I get caught in a situation and I am put in a place where it would be mighty convenient to lie. Anybody ever been there? They ask you, did you do this? All I got to say, you know, it kills me at work. They, they, make us, uh, they make us sign certain things that we do. And I'm thinking to myself, every one of them guys don't care to lie, but I'm trying to tell the truth here. And they're just going to sign that paper and do what they want. And I got to sign this thing. Now I got to do what this says because I want to be honest. But have you ever been in a position where a lie would just seem mighty handy? It'd be mighty, mighty convenient. So the devil puts it in your mind. If you just tell this lie, it won't hurt anybody and everything will be all right, and things will be better, and just do it. And your will says, that makes sense. Let's just do it. And your mind wants to tell your, and your will wants to tell your tongue, just go ahead and lie and tell something that's not true. You know how you fix that? You reckon. No, I died to sin. I don't have to tell a lie. I'm going to tell the truth. God's going to take care of me. It goes on and on and on, guys. We can, you, we can talk about uh, when, when you're tempted to say, you know, someone, we talk Wednesday night, but someone in the church does something or someone that you know does something that really ticks you off and you just want to run them down and it comes in your mind, I'm really ticked off at them, they're really wrong. It then goes to your will and says, it's, I'm justified because they're wrong anyway. And then it says, well, just tell your tongue to just tell everybody how bad they are. You know what you got to do? Reckon in your mind that's wrong. And I'm not going to do that. Do you guys see how simple this is? See, I preach on gospel, I preach up on all these things, on temper and on lust, and I preach on this, and you guys go, well, that's, that's true, Pastor, but I can't help it. Yeah, you can. You don't have to sin. You can quit sinning if you just want to. And if you reckon it in your mind, you can quit all that stuff. If I could, I love you guys. If I could just be real blunt, somebody's been doing this for a long time. You need to stop. You need to stop. I've preached on worry. You know, the Bible is so clear. Worry is wrong. Worry is just wrong. It's a sin. Paul said, be, be careful for nothing. Then the King James Version, can I just say what he said? Don't worry. Do not worry. Now, let's get this straight. There are concerns that are realistic. Me and Renee have been having this conversation a lot. Renee's going through a lot. You all know that. And we've been having this conversation. There are literal concerns, right? There, there are literal concerns. But then there is letting your mind run wild with everything that possibly could happen and killing your, your joy because of that. Now, there's a whole bunch of people in this church who say, I'm a worrier and I can't help it. That's what I do. I can't help it. Yeah, you can. The Bible just told you you can. So when that thought comes in your mind, oh, what if this happens? Oh, what if that happens? Oh, what if that happens? Oh, what if that happens? All you got to do is say, no, that, that's a lie. I'm not going to believe that. I can't, honey, is it okay if I talk about you a little bit? <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I've had to walk her back off the cliff. Because what if this happens? Then what if this happens? I said, honey, listen, let's back up over to reality. Let's just don't run over there. What, it's not real anymore. And you know what, Renee, this has been a long, you know, she come to me just a few weeks back and she said, honey, did you know that worrying was a, lot, was a sin? Yeah, it is. It's a sin. You ain't supposed to do that. Right? It's wrong. Listen, it, it's like adultery. Anybody here think adultery is wrong? 
Anybody here think killing is wrong? Anybody think stealing is wrong? Well, the Bible says worrying is wrong, but I'm a worrier and I can't help it. I have people, people proudly come to me, Brother Charles, after church and say, I heard your message, but I'm a worrier. Uh, well, I'm an adulterer. How are you doing? Glad to meet you. Right? I'll keep adultery and you keep worrying. We'll go to heaven together. All right? I can't help it. I like to, I like to be with women. That's just what I do. You like to worry, I like to be with women. You say, Pastor, that's ridiculous. It's no more ridiculous than you tell me you can't quit doing what you're doing. And that goes for exaggerating. That goes for getting mad. That goes for not being faithful to church. That goes for uh, not everything, not reading your Bible. We go down, we go down the list. Whenever it comes into your mind and not do what God says, you reckon, hey, I don't have to do that. I can do what God says. Now, here's the thing, guys. Here's the thing. I already asked you once. Is there anybody here that wants that? Is anybody here that wants that? I done told you. So you got two choices. If you're not saved, this message didn't do you a bit of good. If you are saved, whatever you come in here sinning, you can quit doing it right now. All you got to do is reckon it and say, see, here's, here's, remember the old little cartoons? You got the, the, the one devil sitting on one side and the angel on the other. And the devil's putting that thought in your mind, you have to do this. And, but Jesus has already told you, no, you don't have to. So right here is where it stops. The devil puts it in. And Jesus is standing in the way. Can't you just imagine Jesus standing there in your brain and the devil walks in? Oh, no, he's here. <laughs> right? And I was going to tell them he should lust. Or I was going to tell him he should tell a liar. It's a good time he should be mad or he should run his mouth. But there's Jesus. Can I tell you that's how it's supposed to work? When the devil comes in to put a thought in your mind to do something that is sinful, the Jesus ought to be there saying, nope, not today. Go back outside. Now, here's the thing, guys. Let's be real serious. Do you want to quit or do you not? We talked about this Wednesday. This is just a pure fact of human nature. Unless you're not normal or something wrong with you, this, this applies to everybody here. When someone does you wrong, don't you want to do them wrong back? Didn't everybody hear that in that case, right? You punch me, I punch you. That, that's, that's human nature, right? And isn't that a good excuse? I mean, so we're, all, it's, we're all humans. It's just human nature to want to get back at people. Right? So what the Bible says doesn't matter because we're all human nature. But here's the truth. Here's what we discussed Wednesday night. But Charles, here's what's hard. Whenever the preacher is telling me I don't have to be mad at them, I'm thinking, but I want to. <laughs> but I want to. I'm not letting Brother Charles get by with what he did to me. And he's going to pay. And Jesus said, you don't have to. Oh, but I want to. Is this too real for you guys? It can stop today. It can stop today. We'll give you the opportunity here just in a second. It can stop today. I don't care what you're saying. There might be someone here this morning that's got some private thing that you, that there's not a soul in the world that knows about it that's going on in your life. And maybe it's all going on right up here. But the Bible just said you can quit that right now. You can quit that right now. <laughs> oh, God help me. One more. I want to make everybody mad and then we'll, then we'll have an auto call. I've been preaching this for a long, long time because it's what the Bible says, by the way. I can't help but get my feelings hurt. I can't help but pout and boohoo and have pity parties. I can't help. Well, if God says that's a sin, then he done told you you can help doing that. I did lost about half of you right there. 
Can you help? Uh, I think it was Jenny that said, and I thought that we, we were running out of time. I thought this was so profound. But this is what Jenny said on Wednesday night. I thought this was so profound. She says, as we mature, the little things will no longer hurt our feelings. And we'll get stronger and stronger and stronger where it will be nearly impossible to hurt our feelings. Can I tell you, some of you need to climb that ladder. Some of you need to climb that ladder. Some of you get your feelings hurt way too easy. And then you're hurt and you, oh, I don't want to be here. And oh, I'm pouting around. And oh, I'm this. You don't have to live that life. You can have victory this morning. So we're going to give an altar call. You don't have to come up here and pray and say, well, if I pray, they're going to know I did something wrong. Listen. If you did something wrong, probably be good if you quit worrying about what everybody here is thinking and start thinking about what Jesus is thinking. But if you're too embarrassed to come to the altar, and you probably need to repent because you're too embarrassed to come to the altar, but uh, that's another message. But let's get this right. Let's get this right. Let's say I'm not going to do those sins anymore. But pastor, I've been doing this for 45 years. I don't know if I can stop. Jesus says you can. Again, if I could use my lovely wife... She's been saved since she was seven. Can I just tell you that's a long time? Okay? That's a long time. Can I tell you she's been in church all of her life? She sat here Wednesday night and that's what she told us. I was never taught this was wrong until now. And after being saved for 40-some years, she says, i got to change. Does anybody get how big that is? Does anybody get how big that is? Don't give me the excuse you've been doing it a long time. Don't give me the excuse you can't. You're just telling me you don't want to. And so we're going to, have a, we're going to make a decision here just in a second. Do you want to quit or do you not? We pray that this message has stirred your soul as you continue on for Christ. If you've been blessed by this sermon, we encourage you to share this podcast with others that we may together embolden each other for the kingdom cause. To listen to Sandhill Sermons live, you can join us Sundays at 11 o'clock on Facebook and YouTube. You can also find additional content such as our Steadfast Studies podcast or the NOYC Godcast for Youth provided by Sandhill for spiritual growth of all ages. These can be found at sandhillfwb.com or on all major podcast platforms. May God continue to richly bless your journey every step of the way.